Well, today on the AWC podcast, we're talking about how an 80s video game can teach us about meeting a customer's expectations. It's a latest article from the American Window Cleaner magazine. And if you aren't getting your monthly magazine mailed to your door, why the heck not? (laughs) Make sure to go to awcmag.com forward slash sub and get yours now. Uh, Every issue has loads of articles, reviews, pictures, and of course, the world famous sticker sheet so you can represent a culture. So go to awcmag.com. There's also a bunch of stuff for sale, shirts and sticker packs, back issues, and of course, the subscription itself. So today we are talking about what an 80s video game can teach us, and this is from Gabriel Gutierrez. He is one of my favorite writers that is at the magazine here, American Window Cleaner Magazine. You can read the entire article uh, in the the June, I'm sorry, May issue of the American Window Cleaner Magazine. That's number 217, by the way. The tattoo issue. Almost all the pictures in there are all tattoos. It's uh, window cleaning tattoos. Pretty cool. Uh, But he said that in the summer of 82, he was a seven-year-old kid primed to consume the summer's major motion picture. That was E.T. Now, some of you who already know where he's going and what video game he's going to be talking about uh, may have gone through the same 80s era that I have. And uh, this is one of those things that lives in legend, by the way, has been proven. So it's uh, pretty interesting. But he said that he can remember the buzz in the air at school. Every kid who saw it came back telling stories of how amazing it was. Now, you have to remember, back in the day, uh, you know, something like a Steven Spielberg film about an extraterrestrial, it was just, like, groundbreakingly cool. Like, there was no wires. It was, it was, it was, it was just awesome. It was like people watching Star Wars for the first time, right? Um, the, the, the game itself understand the game itself none of the graphics were awesome back then so it it was already primed to kind of not be amazing but was supposed to be good for its time he said cut to the fall and rumor had it that atari was going to put out an et video game just in time for christmas now (laughs) looking back by the way uh it's amazing that it took them so long to make video games that were as horrible and 8-bit as they were uh, but basically that, you know, it, it's legend. Go look it up. Uh, he said that, um, he said that uh, seriously, what could be better than his favorite movie connecting to his favorite activity, home video gaming? And it turns out that uh, just about everybody else, one of his friends got his hands on the cartridge and several kids in the neighborhood went over to his house to play it for the first time together. They hated it. They hated it. They took the most popular movie in an era, still one of the more popular all-time movies, and just destroyed it. And here's one thing that he started. He, he kind of goes in and he takes the video game error issues that it had and put it into business, which I think is pretty darn cool. Uh, but he says, basically, what went wrong? How did this happen? He says all the mistakes could be summed up in this phrase, failure to meet the customer's expectations. Now, if you've listened to anything that I've done, that's a big one. 
If you get a complaint in your business, it's not because of whatever the complaint is. Unless you punch their cat or something, you know, then that's exactly what they're complaining about. But if you in business get a complaint, it's because some part of your expectations set to the customer weren't matched. They weren't met. And that isn't normally going to be priced because when you get the service booked in the first place, you agree on a price, right? Their expectation is that the price is going to cost X dollars. So if you ever look back through all of your uh, reviews, if you've ever gotten a bad review, it's never about price because the expectation was matched. The only time you'd ever see something is like, you know, they pulled the rug out from under me. They said it would be $200 and I finished when I was done paying, it was $350. Like, again, their expectations weren't met in pricing. That's why they're complaining. Expectations are absolutely everything. If somebody complains, it's because they expected the windows to be perfect and they weren't. If somebody complains, they expected your staff to wear booties and they didn't. If somebody complains, it, whatever it is. So laying out expectations and then meeting what you laid out stops people from complaining. He said that number one was rushed work. In an effort to strike when the iron was hot and catch those Christmas rush sales, Atari gave the designer, Howard Scott Warshaw, a little more than a month to design a video game that would typically take designers seven months to a year to make. So right there, you try to put somebody under the gun and it just can't happen. Now, a lot of us do this in business. We take um, our day, right? Our staff is out there working their eight to 10 hour days, whatever it is in the busy season. And then you say, I'm going to load on something else. I got to get this done. This has got to get done. I got to also get the... And then they're thinking, well, man, this is going to be a 12-hour day. This just It's not going to get done. If we don't get it done, we're going to have to come in on Saturday. I'm not working on Saturday. So what happens? They rush the work. They rush the work. You took something awesome, which is your service, your quality, your company, your experience, and you rushed it. They rushed it. And it's no fault of their own. I mean, if you really think about it, you know, when they are overloaded, it's very, very hard for them to say, oh, man, we should really be giving it even more of our time, and, and it's something you're adding on. If you're overloading somebody, they will rush it, and then everything is going to fall. It's all going to come crashing down, and that's what happened in the video game. He had a month to make the video game that would have taken seven months. Now, in hindsight, <laughs> we can look back and go, well, obviously, right? But at the time... They had to have thought it was possible. This is going to be a really long month, but it's possible. Although they met the deadline by working day and night the entire time, it's evident that the things about the game that people hated would have been corrected if they were given enough time. So even though it was done, right? You you load on another job to your, your already busy crew. Of course, the job will still get done. They're not coming in on Saturday. But if they would have had the right amount of time, it would have gotten done right. They rushed the experience. They didn't give the customer the time. They're tired. They're grumpy. At the end of the day, people hire you for the experience. And if you don't provide the experience, you let them down. You don't meet their expectations. They complain. They don't get a good experience. They're not going to have you back. It's like if you go to a restaurant. And again, some of us, you know, can look past this, but 
Some people go to a restaurant and go, man, that waitress, ah, oh, so bad. She was so grumpy. The food was wrong. Oh, is it? Well, what, what else is going on in the waitress's life? Right? She didn't have anything to do with the food. The kitchen did. Right? So when we look at something like that, it ruins the entire experience and it ruins your future earnings from that customer. And that's what rushing things go. He said the number two on this uh, list of failures was resting on their laurels. Why would such a massive company with an impeccable reputation ever consider pushing through a rushed job? It felt inconceivable. How could the video game's market stability combined with the number one box office smash go wrong? Right? Sometimes we think we're too big to fail. Sometimes we think, well, I don't normally do it this way, but let's just do it now. We got to get it done. We'll do it now, and uh, it'll go fine. It'll go fine. We just won't do it again. But the big thing is, as much as we can help it, because sometimes you know that kind of thing has to happen, but as much as we can help it, we can't do that. If we ruin an experience of one person's job, or hey, it could be a whole day, right? We could be screwing up three people's days, three people's jobs, those three people may never hire us again. That right there could be tens of thousands of dollars in work in the next few years. But the problem on top of that is, when somebody has a bad experience, they tell, on average, seven people. When somebody has a good uh, experience, they'll only tell two people. People are more willing to complain about you. If you've ever been on Facebook, you know that. But people are more willing to complain about you when they have a bad experience than they are to talk good about you when they have a good experience. An expectation of a, of a company is, you know, or a, of a customer for a company is that it's going to be a great experience. That is the expectation. It has to be met. So in resting on their laurels or letting them basically think, you know, we have the best movie on the planet right now. We can't fail. Everybody's going to love it. And then coming out with something so absolutely terrible that no one likes it and it destroys the franchise just because of that. It becomes a myth and kind of a backside thing because the game was so bad. It's crazy. The lesson, he said, out of Resting on Laurels is it doesn't matter how long you've cleaned windows or how much goodwill you have with your clients. If you don't provide with the quality that they're paying for, they'll find somebody else who will. And that's exactly it. Giving them a bad experience is going to basically ruin the experience and possibly the future of ever having an experience with you again. He said the number three on that uh, why the game itself failed it was failure in communication. The communication between Atari the designer in the E.T. studios, uh, or I should say director Steven Spielberg, was flawed from the start. Warshaw failed to adequately explain the potential problems of such a fast production Atari, Atari executives. He basically couldn't listen to any Spielberg suggestions, which would have improved the gameplay. He didn't accept the fact he couldn't get it done. 
He would rather have accepted that he could get it done than he could do it right. That's the problem. Now, if they wouldn't have done it in a month and they would have pushed it to the next Christmas season or a middle of the year or something, they would have had a game that would have been great. I mean, in Atari standards, right? The lesson from that, he says, is always remember when working for a new client to find out what their expectations are and adequately explain your process or adequately, 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 oh my goodness, adequately explain what their uh, expectations should be. Open communication will head off potential problems when your methods and or results do not meet the new client's expectations. If they're expecting you to go and do a house wash, oh man, our house is going to look brand new like new siding, and they haven't done anything in 10 years, it's not going to look that way. I cannot, no matter how awesome I am, make windows that are aluminum clad, you know, storm windows ever look like brand new windows. You can never do a sidewalk or a uh, driveway concrete cleaning and make it look like brand new concrete. There's nothing wrong with telling somebody that you cannot make it look brand new because if you tell them that when you're done, say, hey, everything looks great. Like I said, it's not going to look brand new, but it looks, they already expected that going into it. They already expected that going into it. It's like learning or uh, watching magic and then seeing how it's done. It ruins it. It ruins the expectation. The expectation was it was magic. And it's ruined. He said it's doubtful that any one bad job is going to sink your business, which is true. However, what Atari's mistakes show is that the success is something you must remain vigilant in protecting. You have to always be in your A game. I know it's so hard. We are all under more pressure than anybody knows. Right? But the big thing is, is that when you set yourself up for failure like this, the problem is failure will happen. And you can't get it back once it's gone. Very, very hard to get somebody to go with you again after being disappointed. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind and let an Atari video game from the 1980s teach us a little bit about business. But if you want to read the whole article, do go out there and get the American Window Cleaner magazine. Uh, that is from the May issue. It's issue 217. Go to awcmag.com. You can find all sorts of back issues. You can find all sorts of um, uh, sticker sheets and shirts and everything else you could possibly want from there. And... Um, Get a subscription. If you haven't gotten one already, it is going to be the best thing that you could possibly do for your company. Just indulge in the culture. Get some stickers. Make everything look awesome. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time. <laughs>